Good morning for Monday, April 11th, 2011. Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page. Doubts grow over U.S. plutonium plan. A push to transplant HIV-positive organs. And Obama to call for broad plan to reduce debt. In today's national news, new to the House and resistant to blending in. For cowboy poets, an unasked role in the spending fight, and annual report finds a small increase in professors' pay. In today's business news, the NYSE rejects Nasdaq's bid for a takeover. J.P. Morgan's accused of breaching duty to investors, and Katie Couric's rocky five-year path to a likely parting with CBS. There will, of course, be more business stories, more national and world news, too. A roundup from the sports page and New York Times columnist Paul Krugman. Now, from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top story is titled, Doubts Grow Over U.S. Plutonium Plan, written by Joe Becker and William Broad. On a tract of government land along the Savannah River in South Carolina, an army of workers is building one of the nation's most ambitious nuclear enterprises in decades, a plant that aims to safeguard at least 43 tons of weapons-grade plutonium by mixing it into fuel for commercial power reactors. The project grew out of talks with the Russians to shrink nuclear arsenals after the Cold War. The 43 tons of surplus plutonium could fuel up to 10,000 nuclear weapons and even more dirty bombs, ordinary explosives that spew radioactive debris. Alternatively, they could fuel 43 large reactors for about a year. The plant at the Savannah River site, just south of Aiken, South Carolina, and bigger than eight football fields, was once devoted to making plutonium for weapons. Now it would turn America's lethal surplus to peaceful ends. Blended with uranium, the usual reactor fuel, the plutonium would be transformed into a new fuel called mixed oxide, or MOX. We are literally turning swords into plowshares, one of the project's biggest boosters, Senator Lindsey Graham of South Carolina, said last week. But 11 years after the government awarded a construction contract, the cost of the project has soared to nearly $5 billion. The vast concrete and steel structure is a half-finished hulk, and the government has yet to find a single customer, despite offers of lucrative subsidies. Now, the nuclear crisis in Japan has intensified a long-running conflict over the project's rationale. One of the stricken Japanese reactors at the Fukushima Daiichi plant uses the MOX fuel, and while there has been no evidence of dangerous radiation from plutonium in Japan, the situation there is volatile, and nuclear experts worry that a widespread release of radioactive material could increase cancer deaths. Against that backdrop, the South Carolina project has been thrown on the defensive, with would-be buyers now wary and critics questioning its health risks and its ability to keep the plutonium out of terrorist hands. The most likely customer, the Tennessee Valley Authority, has been in discussions with the Federal Department of Energy about using MOX to replace a third of the regular uranium fuel in several reactors, a far greater concentration than at the stricken Japanese reactor, where 6% of the core is made out of MOX. But the TVA now says it will delay any decision until officials can see how the MOX performed at Fukushima Daiichi. We're studying the ongoing events in Japan very closely, said Ray Golden, a spokesman for the utility. At the same time, opponents of the South Carolina project scored a victory this month when a federal atomic licensing panel, citing significant public safety and national security issues, 
ordered new hearings on the plans for tracking and safeguarding the plutonium used at the plant. Obama administration officials say that MOX is safe. Anne Harrington, who oversees nuclear non-proliferation programs for the Energy Department, accused critics of making an opportunistic attempt to score points by seizing on Japan's crisis. Even so, the critics say there's an increasing likelihood that the South Carolina project will fail to go forward and will become what a leading opponent, Edward Lyman, of the Union of Concerned Scientists calls a plant to nowhere. That would leave the United States without a clear path for the disposal of its surplus plutonium.